Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Father, tonight we come with a preparedness for a change. Like Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. To seek your word. To do it. To know it. To understand it. To do it. And to teach it. To teach your statutes. And to teach your judgment. Tonight we come with a heart that is prepared for a change. Tonight, Lord, let us not live with the same old heart. But we are going back with a new heart. We give you praise. We give you honor. Holy Spirit, teach us. Take control. Seize the atmosphere. Let there be healings. Let there be restorations. Let there be building up. Let there be reformation. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus and take your seats and turn with me to Luke chapter 15 and verse number 11. Luke 15 and verse 11. And um, I want to read from the New Living Translation, Luke 15 and verse 11. We are sharing about the symbols from the prodigal son. The symbols from the prodigal son. A very, very wonderful story that Jesus told and it's loaded with things that we can learn from and we are taking our time reading the scriptures and sharing from them so i want to read again this story from luke chapter 15 and verse 11 it says to illustrate the point further jesus told them this story so it's a true story it's not a parable it's not something that you will receive and not understand because your ears are not open or your eyes have not been open. Do you understand? But this is a story that happened that any one of you could have experienced. And I believe some of you may have experienced stories like that. He says, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this son, this younger son, packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the same time, his money ran out. A great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pots he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am, dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me 
on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quickly, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. And he asked one of the servants that was what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told. And your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because, his save, because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him. But he replied, All these years I have slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet, when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate my killing, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. Hallelujah. Isn't it a wonderful story? It's a marvelous story. And we have been sharing from this story. And um, last week, I remember sharing with you that... um, There are two sons raised by the same father, raised in the same house, I believe under the same principles and under the same rules, fed the same food, probably went to the same school, or attended the same church and heard the same messages. And then one takes a decision completely different from the other. Hallelujah. Now, what makes a person take a right or wrong journey does not depend on whether or not things are good or things are bad. Do you understand? What makes a person decide to take a journey, to decide to take a good journey or a wrong journey, does not depend on things are good at home. Do you understand what I mean? It doesn't depend on the fact that things are nice here. It doesn't depend on the fact that even servants in the house have food to eat. That is not what makes a person take a decision. But what makes a person take a decision is what is in the person's heart. Amen. It is what is in the person's heart. You will always take the decision based on what is in your heart. Not that things were not good at home. Not that people were hungry in the house. But what makes a person take a decision is what is in their heart. And you see, as they are growing up, two children in the same house, growing up, being taught the same things, being fed with the same food, same rules, as they are growing up, things are entering into their hearts as they are growing up. Now, no one sees what is entering in their hearts. No one sees that. What you see are just two sons in the house. Two sons of the father. 
Two sons wearing the same clothes. Two sons wearing the same shoes. Two sons going to the same school, learning the same things, and doing the same things. But what one is going to do depends on what is in the heart. Amen. And so the Bible says, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Because what you are going to do, the things that you are going to do, they depend on what is in your heart. Amen. So last week we were shared so many things and I said we were going to look at how to know what is in our heart. How do we know? How do we tell what is in our heart? We read in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 40 that two men will be in the field and one will be taken and another will be left. We said two women will be grinding in the field. One will be taken and another will be left. The similar story in Luke, Luke 17, I believe, verse 34 also. It says, two men will be in bed, one will be taken, and one will be left. That means a husband and a wife will be in bed, one will be taken, and one is left. Amen. (laughs) Two men doing the same things. And so when you look at them, they are doing the same things. You can't tell the difference between them. But one will be taken and one will be left. Hallelujah. One will be taken and one will be left. So it will be obvious that when two people are doing the same things, we will expect the same reward. We will expect that they will be rewarded the same way. Because when you look at two people doing the same things, you can't tell a difference. You see, two people very committed coming to church, very committed doing the same thing in the same ministry. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Two people doing the same things. And when you look at them, you can't tell the difference. You can't tell that this one is going to be rewarded more than that one. And even if you may make some difference, you may say maybe some small difference. Amen. But the Bible says one will be taken and the other will be left. One will be taken and the other will be left. One will go forward, the other will go back. As they are going, they'll pull one. They say, where are you going? That's not where you are going. Here. As you are coming, they say, you here and you there. Two people doing the same thing. Hallelujah. You see, that is why when it comes to God, nothing is done as a group. When it comes to God, there is nothing we do as a couple. When it comes to God, it is not something that we do as friends together. When it comes to God, it is an individual affair. How many of you heard that before? It's an individual affair. It's an individual affair. Affair, 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 affair. <laughs> Have you heard that before? It's an individual affair. When it comes to God, it's not a group thing. It's not friendship. So you, we can be holding hands that as for our friends, we, nothing can separate us. Amen. We see two people doing the same thing. Two people working at the same thing. Using the same things. One will be taken and one will be left. Hallelujah. Do you understand? So when you look, by your assessment, by your assessment, they should all make it. When you look at them, by how you assess them, they should all make it. But the father who rewards them, he looks at something else. He does not assess them the same way you will assess them. Amen. Because he looks at something else. When the father is assessing them, he looks at the heart. Hallelujah. So the scripture says in Proverbs 4 and verse 23, it says, keep thy heart with all diligence. 
as you are moving with your friend, as you are moving with your husband, as you are moving with your wife, as you are moving with your beloved, keep thy heart with all diligence. As you are together as brothers in the house, being raised by the same father, by the same mother, going to the same school, going to the same church, keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Out of the heart are the issues of life. Not out of your mind. Out of the heart. The New Living Translation says, guard your heart. Guard your heart above all else. Above what you are studying in school. Above what you are doing at work. Above what you are doing in church. Above what you are doing for God. Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. Amen. Amen. For it determines the course of your life. So what actually determines the course of your life is not what you are doing, but really what is in your heart. What is in your heart? What is in your heart is what will determine the course of your life. What is in your heart? And I have found that to be so true. I have found that to be so true that what is in our heart is what will determine the course of our life. Hallelujah. You see, when someone is in the church and the person seems to be so enthusiastic about the work of God, the person is doing so much in the church, it comes to me as a surprise when the person suddenly decides that I am leaving. Just one day, and the person decides that I am leaving. You see, it comes to me as a surprise. See, you may think that when the person leaves, as the person, by your assessment, as the person likes the things of God, as the person is so enthusiastic about the things of God, you would think that when the person leaves, the person is going to continue to do the same things that the person is doing. But I have found out that when people leave, they backslide. They backslide. They don't continue to do the things that they were doing. And I have come to understand that what is in their heart, what is in their heart is the thing that will determine the course of their lives. What is in a person's heart is what will determine the course of your life. Hallelujah. Because if what is in your heart is pleasing God, if what is in your heart is to seeking God and pleasing him, then no matter where you go, what is in your heart is what you will do. You will continue to seek God and to please him. Isn't that true? Yes. You will not leave and then backslide if what is in your heart is always seeking God. Now, if what is in your heart is really seeking God, then the first place, you will not leave. Do you understand? I'm teaching you something very important, so I want your attention. If what is in your heart is really to seek God, then for the first place, you will not leave. Because the things that make people leave the church are people's behavior. Are the things that people do to you. How that people do not honor you. How that people offend you. Isn't that so? These are the things that make people get angry and leave the church. Isn't that so? How, how people behave towards you it is not anything that God does to you in the church that make you leave. It is not that you brought an offering to the Lord and he didn't honor it or he didn't receive it the way you wanted. That makes you leave. What makes you leave is what people do to you. So if what is in your heart, what you are doing is seeking to honor God, then there's nothing that can take you out of this place. True or not true? When people are not honoring you, 
when people are not praising you, when people disrespect you, of course, when people are not honoring you, the opposite is what is happening. When someone dishonors you, you feel disrespected. John chapter 5 and verse 1. Verse 41. John chapter 5 and verse 41. John chapter 5 and verse 41. Jesus said, I receive not honor from men. I receive not honor from men. The work that I'm doing, I am not looking to receive honor from men. That means no matter what you do, what you are doing, whether it is dishonoring me or it is honoring me, it does not matter because I do not receive honor from men. He says, but I know you. He's talking to you and me. He says, but I know you, that you have not the love of God in you. You don't have the love of God in you. You don't love God. You just say it, but you don't love God. You do not love. Look, what was the last, um, the last worship song that we sang? No, 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 no. This is my desire. Put up the, put up the words. Look at it. You see, we were singing it. I'm not, I'm not even sure if you even remember the song. You remember the song. You see, if somebody didn't call it out, you, you don't even remember that you sang this song today. True or not true? Don't, be, don't lie to me. It means your heart was not even in a song. It says, this is my desire. To do what? To honor you. Who are you singing to? We are singing to God. He said, this is my desire. So as I've come here, this is my desire. To honor you, Lord, with all my heart. With all my heart. You see, this is a very powerful song. But we just sing it. Yeah. It's a very, this is really what Christians are supposed to do. Really. He said, this is my desire to honor you, Lord, with all my heart. With all my heart. With all my heart. I worship you. All I have within me, I give you praise. Everything that is within me. I am singing and it's to give you praise, not these people. So whether they clap for me or they don't clap for me, I do not care. Whether they are happy with what I'm doing or I'm not happy, I do not care. All that I am doing is to give you praise. All that I adore is in you. Not their faces. Not their laughing. Not that they are clapping and they are standing, giving me standing ovation. You see, because this is the thing that makes people leave the church. He says, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my heart. This is the song you are singing. I'm telling you, this is the song you are singing. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Not my husband, not my wife, not the pastor, not the children, not the, not the congregation. I live for you alone. So as I am here, it is for you. I live for you alone. But you know you don't mean it. What you live for is your job. You live for your job. You eat for your job. You sleep to get energy for your job. It's not for God. He says, I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every breath, every breath that I take, as you are running to catch the bus, <laughs> for God, every breath that I take. <laughs> Is that true? So why do we sing this song? He said, every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, every moment you're awake, you know it's for Pharaoh. You are working for Pharaoh. Every moment you are awake is for your books and studying for your career. Every moment you are awake. Every moment of your, you are awake, you are on the phone talking to your beloved. And you are saying this to your beloved. Every time when I wake up, you see someone said, 
all you need to do is to wake up in life and the rest of the day I will take care of it He said, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. That means do whatever you want. Can the Lord do whatever he wants with you? So Jesus says, I receive not honor from men. But I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. Ye have not the love of God in you. And you know how he knows? He says, I am come in my father's name and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him he will receive. You see, this is how he knows that you do not love God. You do not love God because you don't like the one who comes in the name of the father. People don't like a pastor who is preaching about messages like this. People don't like a pastor who is preaching about salvation. About the gospel. They say your messages are too simple. People like messages that tell them you are going to prosper. Prophesying over your life. Reverend, say something to me. Tell me something today. You see... That is the place that people gather. That is what people like. And so Jesus looked at them and says, you do not have the love of God in you. Because when the person comes in the name of the Father, you do not receive him. But when the person comes in the name of himself, that I am the prophet number 15 or number 1. And... And I can see, and I, I can ask, is your mother a woman? <laughs> because now, your mother can be a man, right? So, is your mother a woman? <laughs> you see, then people will gather around you. This prophet, he can tell you who your mother is. Your mother wears earrings. Eh? Your mother wears earrings. You see, he says, when someone comes in his name, he you receive. How can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? How can you? When we seek honor that comes from one another. When we are seeking to please ourselves. Because when we are not receiving the honor, that is what drives us away. Amen. Amen. And so I've come to realize that when people say they love God, they just say it. If someone is seeking to honor God, you see, that is why I'm saying that when I see someone enthusiastically working for God, Doing things for the house of God. And the person suddenly leaves. You would think that the person will continue doing the things that he's doing. But what is in his heart is what he will do. Amen. Amen. So if what is in your heart is seeking God and to honor him alone as you were saying, then you will not leave for the first place. Or if you leave, then you will continue to do the things that you are doing. Isn't that so? You continue to do the things. You should be found in another church doing things that you were doing before. But usually that's not the case. One young lady was in the church. And she left the church. And I was calling her. She's not answering. I call her. She's not answering. Then later on, I found out the reason why she left the church. And the reason why she left the church was because She has been here for a while and she couldn't find a beloved. And and so she wants to get married at a certain time. At a certain age. She was expecting to get married and so she left. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you see, you will not know what is in people's hearts. 
you will see a person coming and going. You will not know what is in the person's heart. So if someone like this is your friend, or the person invited you, if this lady invited you to church, and she says, I am leaving, you see, I am leaving the church, and people will give reasons why they are leaving. You see, and then she will tell you things why she's leaving, and then you follow her to leave. You don't know what is in her heart. You will never know what is in her heart. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? That is why you don't follow anyone when it comes to God. Even though someone is the one that invited you to church, when it comes to now you and God, you don't follow that person. That this is the person that invited me to church. Even he has left. So you are also leaving. Amen. Amen. Because you could have followed this lady and you would not know the real reason why she's leaving. Hallelujah. So if someone is telling you bad things, evil things about a person that is making you now dislike that person, you should question what is in the person's heart. What is in his heart? What is in her heart? What is in his heart? Amen. You see, if the pastor begins to tell you about someone, and I tell you about the person to a degree that now you don't like the person anymore. When you hear it, would you say this is a true pastor? So what makes you now see someone as a true Christian who is telling you things about another person that is making you now not like the person? Do you understand what I'm A true Christian. Because a true Christian... Even if there is something that the person has done to you that you don't like, a true Christian will forgive. Will forgive. A true Christian will forgive. So if the person is so angry with that person and is telling you so many things about that person that now you don't like that person, question what is in this person's heart? Is he really a Christian? Is he a Christian? tell you what is in your heart is always what will come out always what is in a person's heart another brother was also in a church another brother came to the church and he appeared very faithful very committed you know serious christian paying his tithe even when he doesn't come to church he comes to church, he makes sure he pays all his tithe. Unlike some of you. Some of you, when you don't come to church, you say, Lord, you know I wasn't in church. It's not my fault. The tithe is off. I was off and the tithe was off. True or not true? Sometimes you make me preach like I'm making things up. This brother committed doing all these things. Not knowing what his interest was. Do you want to know what his interest was? You see, in our humanly assessment of faithfulness and commitment, we think that if a person is committed to God with his money, then the person is really committed to God. Do you understand? So he knows that that is how we assess. And so he was faithful with his tithe, paying his tithe, Doing all these things, but really he was interested in a young lady in the church. And as soon as the young lady said no, that was the end of the brother. That was the end of the brother. I'm not I'm telling you true stories. If it's not true, I'll tell you this is a this is a, a parable. <laughs> if it is not true, I will tell you that. Another parable Jesus said unto them. <laughs> but I started my story by saying a certain young man. It's not a parable. I'm telling you true stories. Another person was also here. <laughs> acting all spiritual. Acting all committed. Acting all spiritual. You know, even all night prayer meetings, 
Do you know what the person was looking for? He was looking for members. He was looking for members. For, he wanted to start a church. He was looking for members. I'm not telling you stories. I'm, what I'm telling you, they are true stories. I'm not making up. He was looking for members. In our church, to steal. To prophesy to them. And he selected some people. Some of them are here. They are still here. He prophesied to them. Taking phone numbers and sending you certain scriptures and prayer things and he was looking for members. And then he realized that the people they are fed in a special way. He realized he couldn't see the members, so he left. I'm not telling you parables. There was another guy. church. I'm not telling you something from somewhere. Here in this church. Do you want me to tell you another one? I say what is in people's heart is what they will do. When we see people around, you will not know what is in them. There was, a, there was another brother. This brother he was even a pastor. And he will come to his church. He will come to, I don't know if it was, he will come to our service first and go to his service or after his service, then he will come to us. After his service. I think that's what it was. After his service, he will come to us. And do you know what that brother was looking for? What that pastor, do you know what he was looking for? He was looking for two things. I'm not going to tell you those things. Do you want me to tell you? <laughs> that brother was... <laughs> that pastor was looking for two things. He was looking for one, instrumentalist. And two, he was looking for a wife. So he came to me and said, This sister. <laughs> hey! Today, the sister is happily married with the family here in this church. You see, you think I'm telling you stories. You, if I had listened to you, this brother, you wouldn't have gotten a husband. The sister is here. The sister is here. She's here. And someone also wouldn't have gotten a wife. Amen. I, I, I'm just preaching. Hallelujah. So I was saying that what is in your heart is what will happen. And if what is in your heart is pleasing God, then nothing can move you away from God. Nothing can move you away from the church. And number two, that when you leave, you will continue to do the same thing that you were doing. Hallelujah. So how do we know what is in our heart? How do we know what is in our heart? Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33. Matthew chapter 12. Amen. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33. It says, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. We will know the, the tree, the nature of the tree, whether it's a good tree or a bad tree, we will know by its fruits. The fruit is the last thing that comes off the, fruit, the tree. 
So if you look at how the tree is growing, how tall and beautiful the tree is, and if you look at the spread of its branches and the beautiful leaves that are on the tree, it can even attract you to go and sit under the tree for fresh air, for shade, and you will enjoy it. Now, you will remain there or you will like the tree until the fruit comes out. And there are certain trees, when the fruit comes out, you, you run away because the fruit has a bad smell. And certain fruit also have very nice, sweet smell. So until the fruit comes, you will not know the kind of tree. So it says, you know the fruit, you know the tree by the fruits. The next verse, he says, oh, generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man, out of, good, out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth evil things. Hallelujah. So Jesus is saying that the good that you see coming from people, the good that you see coming from a person is a result of a treasure of good things in his heart. That is what you see. And the evil that you see coming from a person is a result of the treasure of evil things that are in his heart. Hallelujah. So he says, out of the abundance of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, full of treasure, out of it, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart. So to know what is in your heart, you must first listen to what you speak. Listen to what you say. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about the formal things that you say. To know what is in your heart, you should listen to the things that you say in your unguarded moments. The things that you say when you are not aware of yourself. The things that you say when your mind is not in control of you. Because the things that come out of you, they come out of the abundance of the heart. Those things, you don't make effort for them to come. They just overflow because it is an abundance, a treasure of heart that comes out when you are in the unguarded moment. That is when you know what is in your heart. Hallelujah. You see, everyone has a nice answer to give when you are asked something. Do you understand? We have formal, nice answers. See, for instance, if I ask right now, how many of you love the Lord? Show by hands if you love the Lord. Show by hands. I'm asking you a question. Show by hands if you love the Lord. Everyone's hands are up. Or if I ask, how many of you love to do the work of God? Show by hands. If you don't love to do the work of God, you don't have to. But if you love to do the work of God, show by hands. Yes. How many of you love being in church? Being in the house of God. How many of you love being in the house of God? So, put your hands up. So, if I ask this question on Sunday, do you think only these people's hands will be up? Everyone's hand will be up. That if I ask, how many people love being in the house of God? Everyone's hand will be up. So then why are they not here? Why is everyone not here? If we all love the house of God. Emmanuel, do you understand what I'm sharing? Yes. If we all love the house of God. That is why we always pause to think before we give an answer. Do you understand? Because what is coming is a formal answer. So we pause and then we give an answer. We pause and then we allow the mind to give us answer. We rely on the wisdom 
to give us answer. So that it is an appropriate answer. An answer that you will want to hear. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So we hear sometimes a person speak. And then we say, wow, he's very wise. We hear a person give a speech. And we say, wow, what a powerful speech. He is very wise. And then another time, you hear the same person speaking. And when the person is in on his unguarded moment, and the person is speaking, then you say, I can't believe you can speak like that. You see, at that time, the person is not drawing from the mind. The person is not drawing from his wisdom. What is coming out is what is the abundance without effort. And when you are on an unguarded moment, what is coming out is the abundance of the heart. That is what comes out. In your unguarded moment. The abundance of the heart. You see, that is why a lot of people get surprised when they get married. After they've gotten married, they are surprised. Say, I didn't know you were like that. You see, because the time that you were trying to get married, you are all in your guarded moments. And so all your answers are appropriate answers. Everything that you are saying, they are very appropriate. They are the things that you want to hear. Very guarded, very appropriate. They come from wisdom. And you say, I'm marrying a very wise man. I'm, very, I'm marrying a very loving man. I'm marrying a very loving sister. Because they are all in the guarded moment. Now when we are living together in our unguarded moment, and when you trigger me, when you trigger me, the mind does not come in. The, the wisdom does not come in. When you trigger me, what is coming out is the abundance of the heart. And that is what is in the heart. The abundance of the heart. That is how you know. When a person is provoked, that is how they speak. So you see, sometimes you say to a person, wow, I can't believe you talking. He says, oh, I'm not usually like that. <laughs> of course, you're not usually like that. Because the, most of the time, you are in your guarded moment. <laughs> he says, I'm not usually. <laughs> but truly, that is the, how the person truly is. That is how the person is. He says, I'm not usually like that. I'm not usually like that. That is why, you see, when politicians are giving a speech, they come on TV, a president is giving a speech, it is a very nice speech. Do you understand? And then when it's an interview, when it's a, um, a debate, a debate and you touch him where you're not supposed to touch, then he loses the moment of guarding the mind and controlling, and then what comes out is things that are in the heart. It says, fat. <laughs> you see, those are the things that will come from your heart. In the moments that you are not guarded, those are the things that will come from your heart. And that if you watch carefully, that is how the person's life will take a course. If you want to really know the person, those are the times you can know the person. Amen. The second way to know what is in your heart is by looking at what you end up doing during the times of inconveniences. During the times of inconveniences, what you end up doing are the things that are in your heart. When things are not convenient, what you end up doing are the things that are in your heart. So when you hear someone says, I love the Lord, I love the Lord, I love the things of God, I love the things of God, except that this, I love the things of God, except my, my school, I love the things of God, except the children. The children are what is preventing me from doing this. The, the career, the school is what is preventing me from doing this. The job is what is preventing me from doing this. The marriage is what is preventing me from doing this. What is in their heart is what they will do at the points of inconvenience. That is what you will do. When things are not convenient, what you will do is what is in your heart. Amen. 
Because people will always find time to do what is in their hearts. In the most inconvenient of situations, people will have time to do what is in their heart. In the most inconvenient situations, people will travel to go and see their beloveds in the snow. They will travel to go to work in the snow. When it's the most inconvenient, but they will not travel to do certain things. Amen. So we read in Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9. It says, The heart is deceitful above all things. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. The heart is seeking always to do wicked things. The heart of man is seeking to do wicked things. It's desperately wicked. He says, who can know it? That means you cannot even know your own heart. You cannot know your own heart. You will not know your own heart. Because in your own heart, you say, I love God. This is my desire. In your own heart. That is what you are saying. But he says, the heart is deceitful above all things. That means that the heart above all things, above the mind, above yourself, the heart is very deceitful. So if your mind is deceived, then understand that your heart is deceived above even the mind. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? I'm sharing something very, very important to you. See, the Bible says guard your heart. And it's very important that you guard your heart. You guard your heart as to the things that enter into your heart. You have to guard your heart. The things that you accept and believe and and allow it to influence you, you have to guard your heart. Because the heart is deceitful. And whatever is being fed to you, you have to guard it because you don't know that person's heart also. It says, who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Hallelujah. Guard the heart. Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. The New Living Translation says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not leave a piece of your heart for any man to fail in. Do not leave any portion of your heart for anyone to feed in. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Give the Lord all of your heart. Let all of your heart be in the hands of the Lord. Let him remold it. Let him reform it. Let him change it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Don't depend on your understanding. What you are understanding is deceived. What is coming out of the person is not the real thing. So do not depend on your understanding. When you look and you assess and you calculate and you add, don't depend on that and say it makes sense. It makes sense. Do not depend on your understanding. When you look and you, 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 you say that, oh, he's soft-spoken. Oh, he's very giving. He's very gentle. You know, we went out and he even put a chair for me to sit down. And he opened car doors for me. And he does it. Do not be deceived by this kind of understanding. He said, don't be deceived by your assessment, by your understanding. How you assess and see that this is the person. Don't be deceived by that. Don't be deceived by your understanding. Don't be deceived by how she looks, how she speaks, how soft she speaks. That you see, you see her doing things and walking about and doing... Don't be deceived by what you see. That is your understanding. Do not be deceived. He says, seek his will. Seek his will in all that you do. Seek the will of God. Amen. Do not depend on your own understanding. You don't want to be deceived. You don't want to be disappointed. Seek the will of God. What does God have to say about this? What is God saying about that? Seek the will of God. Do not depend on your own understanding. Let not your understanding guide you for anything. 
I'm sharing something with you. Do not let your understanding, your mind guide you regarding anything. Anything. Don't let your mind calculate anything for you. He says, seek his will in all, not some of the things. Because you see, there are certain things that you can figure to add one and two and it makes sense. Don't depend on that. Don't depend on that. Don't depend on the fact that, oh, he has been in the church for so long. And so he must be a good person. Don't depend on that. Don't depend on the fact that you see the person so committed, paying his tithe. And even when he's not in church, he's paying his tithe. He's bringing all and paying. Don't be deceived by that. Don't make that understand. Don't make that assessment. And say that this will work. Instead, he says, seek his will in all that you do. Seek his will. Because what you're understanding, what your mind is assessing is totally deceived. It's totally deceived. I'm telling you, it's totally deceived. He says, the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can tell? How can you tell? How can you tell that what he's saying is true? In his guarded moment, how can you tell that what he's saying is true? You have never seen the person in an unguarded moment before. So how can you tell his heart? So he says, seek his will in all you do. Seek his will in all his do. And he will show you which path to take. God will show you which path to take. God will show you which one to marry. God will show you which one to choose. He says, he will show you which path to take. Seek his will. Don't depend on your own understanding. Amen. And then he says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Your own assessment. Do not be impressed with that. Don't be impressed with your own understanding. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. That he looks calm and gentle. He can't even hurt an ant. Don't be impressed by that. Don't be impressed by that. That he's very humble. I, I, I have seen him. He's very humble. I have been with him. He's very humble. Do not be deceived by that. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, you see, you will not know what is in a person's heart. You will not know what is in a because you don't know what is in your heart. You, I'm telling you, you don't know what is in your heart. Because when you are caught on guard, and we say, is that how you are? You say, you know, that's not usually how I am. That's what you say. You say, usually that's not how I am. I don't even know how I behave like that. The reason why you behave like that is how you are. What is in your heart? And you don't know that that is how you are. But I'm telling you, how you are is how you are when you are on an unguarded moment. That is how you are. So you, you, can, you even, you surprise yourself. You surprise yourself. If you surprise yourself, then how can you trust another person? You, you surprise yourself. You say, I don't know why I behave like that. You know, I don't know what came over me. What came over you is what is in your heart. What is in your heart is what came out. That is how you are. I don't know how, what happened. I don't even know what, what happened. You know, I'm never like that. I never speak like that. Please forgive me. I'm never like that. That is how you are. It's not. We can forgive you, but we know now why, how you are. We know. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will. In all that you do, and he will show you in which path to take. The younger son, he was in the house, but what was in his heart was the spirit of independence. That was what is in his heart. And with time, it made manifest. The tree, with time, it will bring forth fruit, and then we will know the kind of tree that it is. Our time is up, and we will pause here, and then we we'll continue next time we meet. Put your hands together and stand to your feet.
Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. Oh, Jesus. We want to be like you. He says, I seek not the honor of man. Jesus, we want to be like you. He said, I do not seek the praise of man. I do not seek the honor of man. I seek to please the Father. Lord, let this heart please you. We want this heart to please you. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word is true and pure. Your word is like a two-edged sword. Lord, let let your word purify us. Father, let the word search our hearts. Yes, Lord. David prayed and he says, Search my heart, O God. If there be any wicked ways in my heart, Lord, we do not know even what has entered in our hearts. Yes. But search our hearts, Lord. The wicked things that have entered in our hearts. Lord, remove them from our hearts. The very deep 
corners of our heart. Search them, Lord. Amen. And remove them from our heart. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we come prepared yes. for a transformation. Amen. Let us not live here the same. But may we leave this place with a reformed heart. Amen. A changed heart. Amen. Transformed heart. Amen. A heart that is refreshed. Jesus. A heart that is Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Yes. You say you will take the stony heart Jesus. and you put it at the heart of flesh. Amen. Tonight our hearts are in your hands. Amen. Oh, the great border. Amen. Remove our hearts. Amen. Change our hearts. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You are here tonight. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I feel very far from Christ. But tonight, I want to come back home. I want to come like the prodigal son. I want to come back home. Lord, tonight I repent. I know you can change me. I know you can reform me. I know you all can welcome me. Tonight, you are here. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to come back home. I want to come to Jesus. If that is your prayer, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Father, we are thankful and grateful for your love, for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you lay down your life for us. We are grateful and we are thankful. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Why don't you clap your hands together for Jesus as you take your seats? We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.